Hey team, and welcome to the podcast where we send you into an introspective spiral. Just kidding, but not really. Look, let's get real for a minute. In this podcast, we'll be calling ourselves, each other, and society out on its bullshit and challenging you to get up close and personal with the barriers you have put up for yourself. Along the way, we'll be having some confronting conversations and give you the tools to change your own life. Because you know what? Empowered people empower others. So let's start this corridor together. So what the fuck is stopping you? Hello and welcome to episode nine of What the Fuck is Stopping You. This week we'll be focusing on what the fuck is stopping you from being a bomb-ass bestie to people starting their parenting journey. That deserves a whoop whoop. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> going, going spicy with the names of the podcast titles. Hey, Kath, happy new year. Happy 2022. Spicy. If you're listening to these out of order, you'll be very confused right now, but we are currently recording our first episode of the year, which is yeah. very exciting. Again on the floor of our bedrooms found a shoe that I didn't know was under my bed though so <laughs> winning hey perks <laughs> down my trial running shoes <laughs> how was your week Kathleen so first week back at work for both of us mm. um it has been quite hard I have to say um it's been a little bit of a struggle but tired um but today I kind of felt like I finally conquered the day in like a productive way without well, no not productive I can't say productive uh efficient way <laughs> listen to episode nice. seven uh in an efficient way without being like absolutely exhausted um yeah you have fallen asleep and it's 10 past six so winning <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah how about you Erin I I was actually gonna say that I've had like a really good start to the working year but then I realized that I took Monday off Did you? <laughs> um, I actually were you hungover I I think I was like residual hungover <laughs> we had a um a hen's night for our best friend uh on the weekend and Monday I think I had like a residual hangover was very tired kind of woke up and I was like today is not the day did all of the life tasks that I'd missed nice. out on because of the hens um did a little bit of like computer work, but nothing too serious. But then, yeah, the the rest of the week's just been really good for me. I've had um, like all my experiments at work are working. I'm getting yeah. lots done. Doesn't often happen for me. So I'm going to ride this wave while it's there. You get on that wave, girlfriend. Hell yes. Oh, I love it. And we've got quite an exciting kind of next week coming up, don't we? I was very, just going to say. Yeah. One of our best friends, Emma, who you hear a lot about, <laughs> is finally getting fostered. She's getting married uh, next Saturday. Which means that you may or may not hear from us. And if you uh, don't, you know, it was a really big weekend. We'll be drunk yeah. and or hungover. <laughs> Possibly both. Maybe simultaneously. But yes, if you don't hear from us um, next week, don't be alarmed. We're just wanting to be bomb ass supportive friends to mm. our two best friends who are getting hitched and we want to be fully in the moment and not worrying about podcasting however if you do hear from us it's because Emma and Jake are incredibly organized and they've got everything <laughs> ready to go so we've found time to <laughs> record a podcast so you'll hear from us or you won't but don't be alarmed either way and hey I think you know listeners should understand because I'd hope that you guys would do the same for your best friend we just want to give us our give give ourselves to our friends mentally physically emotionally spiritually in every way all of the above to fight each all of the bar. above <laughs> hey speaking about being a supportive friend oh, this week's wow, episode 
oh, I know, look at me go, is all about being a supportive friend to the new parents in your life and how you can be a bomb ass, a legitimate auntie or uncle. So with that being said, shall we dive on in? Cue the baby noise. <laughs> Lovely. So in today's episode, we've got one of our long-term friends, Danny here. Danny has, I guess, recently gone through the experience of being a pregnant person, bringing in a beautiful baby girl, Belle, to the world four months ago today. Danny is going to kind of help show and share kind of what you can do to be a good friend or a supportive friend to people going through pregnancy and people that are new parents. Yeah, and maybe we can learn things that we as a friend Kath uh, did well and maybe not so well in areas that you know if if you have a pregnant person in your life or a new mum that how you can support them better Uh, it's kind of like a win-win situation we get to learn a little (laughs) bit and Danny can rag on everyone (laughs) but to be fair I think this is a really important topic because there's like not really a textbook for what to like there's so many baby books right but there's like nothing out there that tells us like how to be a, a like good supportive friend or like cousin or family member or whatever to someone that's going through pregnancies and I acknowledge that everyone's pregnancies and like new parenthood is totally different but there's just kind of some like takeaway rules that I think apply to every situation yeah definitely I feel like as well like I probably my sisters had been the closest people to me and I kind of thought that I knew how to be that person Mm. but going through it myself as well I feel like I've definitely learnt lots of things as well that I would do to my friends when it's their turn to go through it. Mm. Fantastic. So in today's episode, we're kind of going to go through the different stages of pregnancy, I guess. (laughs) Things that you can kind of do for people at the start of their pregnancy. So this might be, or pregnancy journey, I should say. So this might actually be when they're first trying, or it might be when they're kind of in that early, like first trimester when they decide they're not telling people yet. So it's still kind of on the hush hush, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. So obviously we can all recognize collectively that people's decisions to become pregnant and start on the journey of being new parents differs, but just, you know, let us know, Danny, how did you come about (laughs) making the decision that you wanted to bring a little baby into the world? (laughs) Yeah. So for me, I'm someone who's always liked babies and children and I feel like everyone who knows me has always like considered me clucky which I never actually was until it is funny like my husband Jesse he's like from about two minutes into us dating he would have had a baby then and there like (laughs) always wanted to be a dad Um, yeah. (laughs) yeah and I definitely wasn't like that like there's been things that I wanted to do and even straight after getting married that just wasn't on my I wanted to get into a house and just didn't feel right and then it was it was weird just like one day I just definitely did feel ready like I feel like I was just like give me a baby but at the same time I feel like I'm super aware that that's not the norm for like our age group and so I wasn't very open about wanting to try for a baby probably because I didn't really want to have other people's opinions and their feelings towards it kind of like rub off on me so I kind of kept that Jesse and I kind of kept that quite close Mm. to us Um, I guess for context you know Danny and Jesse are in their mid-20s so they're not you know straight out of high school parents but certainly within our friends group you are one of the first to come through and have 
a baby so can totally appreciate it that is not a conversation that a lot of people were having (laughs) around you so it can be difficult to yeah bring that topic up with us even though you know we would have been incredibly supportive supportive. yeah totally like everyone's like when I told people I was pregnant everyone's response was amazing it was just yeah I don't know that was obviously my own personal because I'm I wouldn't consider myself private. I'm like more of an oversharer, I think. But yeah, that's I definitely did kind of like subconsciously keep that decision close to me, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. I'd be interested to know as well. Did you find because obviously you um you and Jesse have been together for a really long time, mm-hmm. and then you've been together, lived together, you've done all these cool things in your lives together, and then you've got married. Did people immediately switch from you getting yeah. married to being like, oh, when's the baby coming? Yes. Yeah, it's funny. Like, people, like, as soon as we were engaged, actually, like, people straight away jumped to, like, first of all, are you pregnant? Or, like, <laughs> I feel like at one point I was, like, having to be, like, disclaim it before mm-hmm. I told them that we were getting married. Um, yeah, and we definitely had people, you know, telling us that that's what they were expecting to see from us as soon as we did get married. And again, if Jesse had it his way, that, that would have been the case. But yeah, I kind of felt like we've got nieces and nephews who we love so much and they're such a big part of our life that I was getting that kind of fulfillment from mm. them, I guess. Yeah. And then it was, it definitely is just something that kind of just switched in me one day that I was like, yeah, I'm actually ready and I have that desire to do it myself. But yeah. it's really hard when people kind of have these assumptions or expectations of people right like hey well now that you're married you're gonna have a baby or that you're kind of that age because it puts a lot of pressure on people yep yep and we were so fortunate to um get pregnant easily Mm. and it's definitely not the case for lots of people like Mm. I, I know quite a few people that you know have it's not been an easy journey for them and I it is something that you do need to think about and mm. and you don't like it's it comes second nature to people to say you know surely you're next yeah and it's a light-hearted comment but to those people it's not like it's mm. I, I feel like when I started as well I kind of went into it wanting to be as relaxed as I could but you you are aware and like as I say I'm super fortunate that it happened pretty much straight away but I I can equally admit that if I didn't get pregnant that first month, I probably would have been a little bit like yeah. disheartened, which is so stupid because you tell yourself like it can take people years or whatever, like like would weigh heavy on some people. And so it's such like a misconception, right? Like I feel like you spend the like first like ten years of your life trying not to get pregnant, <laughs> and then you're like, <laughs> oh what? Like I actually have to do it at a certain time. time at a certain. I know. Just yeah. also, disclaimer, please don't spend the first 10 years of your life. Like, let's not aim for pregnancy at 10 years old, Kathleen. Oh, no, I mean, at first, yes, I was thinking 10 years from getting your, your period. But I didn't want to say period, I don't know why. Well, of your sexually period. active years. Yes, your sexually like, active years. Yes, you think it's just going to happen to you. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely a misconception that you can get pregnant so easy, and therefore people around people that might be the age or the kind of assumed stage in their life, have a lot of pressure on them where it can really be outside of people's control yeah and just also important to recognize how damaging that is because if you're someone that's struggling to get pregnant and someone comes up to you and goes oh you know are you thinking about having a baby soon like 
the fuck? That's so rude. Mean. That's <laughs> yeah. just mean. And also, not everybody wants to have babies yeah. too. So, like, what a massive assumption. Like, cool, you have a vagina, so you're gonna yeah. push <laughs> something out of it. That's yeah. the next thing for you to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so how can we be better friends to you or just someone who is at that stage in their life where they're deciding that they want to have kids? Yeah, I guess it would just be when so- if someone's coming to you with that, don't project your feelings about it onto them. Mm. So if that's completely not where you're at, don't make them feel like it's not the right thing to do, mm. kind of. Yeah. I guess it's recognising that it's not about you, right? Yes. It's about the, the other person. Yeah, yeah, just be excited for them. And your life doesn't have to change because of what they are wanting to do with their Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Okay, so what was it like when you first sort of found out that you were pregnant but like the public didn't know yet like how how was that situation for you (laughs) (laughs) I was um I don't know if I've told you guys this I was in like a little bit of denial because I I had actually told myself like don't get excited this Mm. this is gonna take ages (laughs) because we started trying in bad maths October thought we'd just relax over summer and hopefully it would happen then but it was literally the first time so I was pregnant before Christmas and I wanted to surprise Jesse for Christmas day and so I had actually told him <laughs> like oh sorry like I, I didn't want to lie to him over and over again so I told him like don't be disappointed but I got my period <laughs> I so I did so I did lie to him um, <laughs> with good intentions and then I was actually my mum came round one day and I was moaning about going to a boot camp outside because I was so dizzy and um this is when I actually just found out and she came to my house the next day with pregnancy tests and I was like I'll literally be like a week pregnant or something and there was a there was a faint line already and she was like oh my god and we schemed this lie that I was gonna not tell Jesse about it so it was a bit of an awkward, because no one knew, it didn't really feel real yeah. at that yeah. point. Like, And I was so, like, most people don't find out they're pregnant until weeks into yeah. it kind of thing. And so I was literally, like, a week pregnant, knowing and not telling anyone and no symptoms or anything. Mm-hmm. So I was probably in denial about it for a wee while. And then it's just, like, the f- once it starts, like, I was five weeks pregnant when I started getting the morning slash all day sickness mm. it's just like the weirdest time because you just feel you can't describe it yeah it's kind of like a combination of feeling hungover and gastro I guess mm. <laughs> um and you can't tell anyone like it's, you're meant yeah. to keep it hush yeah I can't think of any other event in your life where you've got this massive life-changing situation and you can't really tell anyone about it you know it's a weird thing it is it's really bizarre I actually was at work and Ems was with me that day and I started I was about five weeks pregnant and I started spewing which I had like just started in the mornings before I left to work and then usually I'd come right it was all day like I mm. was she was sitting right next to me so I couldn't lie to her like I mm. had to keep running into the bathroom and she ended up being like you need to go home like you're not okay and that's when I told her I was pregnant I was like sobbing to myself I had to pull over on the road like four times on the way home to spew and I was like 
I need to harden up because I'm only five weeks pregnant. Like, how am I going to do this? But isn't that just like the worst part? It's like, when else in your life would you be so sick that you mm. like for five hours? all day. <laughs> yeah, and that you're the whole day you're vomiting or like you have to pull over five times, but you can't tell people. So when people are like, yeah. how are you? You're like, good, as you swallow the vomit yeah, yeah, for the yeah. fifth time <laughs> for the day. Like, that just makes it so difficult for many people. And like, that you feel like you have to be this like strong hero almost right yeah you do put a lot of pressure on yourself plot twist i actually had a gastro bug (laughs) (laughs) yeah i got home and my mum told me that the whole family had gastro so that was cool (laughs) so at what point did you actually tell jesse that you were pregnant i ended up telling him before christmas because after that gastro bug it just didn't stop so that's a bit hard to lie to someone. At least you had you're... an excuse for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember saying to Emma, you don't have to answer this, and I'm just putting in a bookmark, <laughs> Danny is pregnant. <laughs> you know, and it's not ever something that I would have gone to you and said, are you pregnant? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's not something that I was trying to get out of Emma, but I just kind of like... Had, Wanted to put it had, out there that yeah, you knew. I fucking knew before <laughs> she told anyone. So... I know that um, I have definitely done that annoying thing when someone is sick, even if I don't think they're in a position to, that they might be pregnant. I think like, haha, are you pregnant? <laughs> How does that feel as someone that is actually pregnant? pregnant? When they're asking it, yeah, I think we're all guilty of having done that. But I would say don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that. Don't ask it. People will tell you that they're pregnant when they're ready to tell you. Yeah, I think um, the first trimester as well, like those first 12 weeks, are quite scary like a lot can happen like lots of the time you do miscarry apparently um so that's part of the reason why lots of people choose not to share their news because obviously they don't want the world to know if something was to happen yeah so I just feel like you need to be gentle with people and respect people's time as well like people will work to their own timeline and because they're not telling you, I'm totally speaking out of turn, I've never been pregnant, but because they've not told you straight away doesn't diminish your relationship with that yeah. person. It just means that maybe they've got other people that they need to tell first. Like yeah. in Danny's case, like imagine if you found out before Jesse found out, the dad, you know, like yes. just respecting that people will do things in their own time. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, and lots of the time people are like coming to terms with it themselves. And mm. yeah, yeah, I think people are will be excited and they will want to tell you but yeah when they're ready they and will. so like don't take that personally as a friend if you don't know and don't take it away start. from people yeah. don't like it's their news to share yeah well, like they might want to do a nice surprise like I wanted mm. to do for Jesse you know like my mm. reasons for not telling him straight away wasn't because I was <laughs> wanting to get like scared of what it you know mm. like I, I wanted to do something special for him that was my nice intentions that's your moment let yeah. it be your moment yeah. yeah and I remember when you told me we were up north. Oh yes. yeah, and I remember you saying to me, "Oh, you know, I'm not at the end of my, I'm not at the end of the first trimester, but I'm getting close. But I'm telling people now that I would want to be with me if I was to miscarry." And yeah. I thought that was a really nice kind of philosophy to have around it, each to their own, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like, yeah, in the same breath, if something was to happen, I think it's healthy to personally for me. I would want certain people around me to share that with and so I guess what we're kind of landing on is that the way to support your friend 
during those early stages of pregnancy before they've told the public or maybe before they've even told you the best thing to do is just be really respectful really yeah yeah I guess if you if you really have a good feeling just be gentle with them like yeah you know there is definitely things as a friend that you'd normally do if they're pregnant or not you know like offer them a coffee or pick them up something on the the way to seeing them or whatever or if they don't want to go for a walk or (laughs) don't hold it you know like don't take Mm. it personally it's so like it's such a short moment in time in the bigger schemes of things so you will get your time again with your friend yeah understand and yeah let them come to you okay so your pregnancy Danny was a challenge to say the least mm, I wasn't that good at it <laughs> <laughs> I have to say it acted as like contraception for me <laughs> watching Danny go through that experience took yes. it like a champ but yeah, yeah hats off to you it was, a, it was a rough one wasn't it so I guess we're quite familiar with your pregnancy and the medical <laughs> rigmarole that it kind of was do you want to just give a brief kind of background about your sickness and kind of your condition that you went through yeah, so I my morning sickness started at five to six weeks, which is considered pretty normal, I think, but it didn't stop, so I was actually throwing up the day that I had valves still. While I was going through that, people would really kind of reassuring thing it's good for the baby and it will stop at 12 weeks and I'd reach 12 weeks and I'd still be spewing and then they'd give me another date to work towards, which actually just so wasn't helpful because you'd get to that date and you'd be like... Or maybe you'd have, I think I had three days or something my whole pregnancy that I didn't throw up. And like every time I got to that, I'd be like, yes, I've made it. Like so excited. And then the next vomit that I'd do, I would just be like so gutted. Like, Mm. like, why? Why me? Kind of thing. So that was one thing. And I also, at 18 weeks, I, my pelvis, so it was called pubic synthesis dysfunction or something (laughs) and like different specialists kind of diagnose it slightly differently but basically my pelvis had separated so like all your ligaments soften when you're pregnant which is meant to happen but mine softened too much too soon and basically there's nothing you can do for it so I was like seeing osteos and chiropractors and different people for different opinions and basically the advice that I was getting was there's nothing you can do for it and you just shouldn't be active. Which and just you were in a lot of pain, weren't you? Yeah, so basically it's like the transfer of weight from foot to foot, like mm. putting on sh- shoes or like your clothes, getting dressed and, yeah, walking, anything was um mm. really, really painful. Like it was, I think you get like a lightning crotch kind of pain later on in your pregnancy and it was just like that every time I distributed oh weight, gosh. so constantly. You have to remember that, I mean, this happened for you at 18 yeah. weeks. So that's a long bout of pregnancy to mm. be in constant pain for. Yes, yeah. And I, and I think not only the physical pain, but it was mental for me as well. Like being told there was no solution. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, normally when you're injured or something, you get given stretches or you get given like something to work on. Like, whereas it just wasn't happening for me. I just kind of had to accept it. So you just, you just like get on with it as you do, but it did get to the point, I don't know how far along I was, probably about 30 weeks, it got really bad and it was, I actually was like having to hold a wall to, (laughs) to walk, which is like super embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I feel like the 
the sickness you can actually hide to a certain degree like you can walk off and discreetly vomit whereas this everyone sees mm-hmm. you and everyone asks if you're okay and you're not and you have to act okay because you don't want help and yeah. yeah so at that point they actually it's super embarrassing they offered me one of those like a walker yeah Did like they? a zimmer frame they wanted oh to have gosh. me in a zimmer frame which actually would have been super helpful yeah. mm. and the lady that I worked next like she worked directly with me at work she used to take like push a wheelie chair like when I had to walk which again super helpful but I was too much like too proud yeah, almost, yeah. yeah well it is embarrassing you're like a young person mm. who should be okay should be okay so that was fun and I also had oh, pretty much everything under the, like I had this pups rash that came along super early which again there's no it's like a stupidly itchy rash on your tummy and the only cure for it is childbirth like getting rid of your baby I guess because from the outside looking in like we all knew that you were having a rough ride we all knew that you were throwing up every day it's hard to miss that like we knew that you were having that you were experiencing a lot of complications with the pregnancy Hmm. and that it was rough but I guess you were still very socially active you know you were still responding to all of our messages you were still coming to all of the social events and you came away for the for the weekend (laughs) with us and granted you stayed in bed for most of the time but you know you still came with us so I guess as someone looking back at that now I think maybe both of us Kath are thinking oh maybe we could have done more Mm, in that situation not at all it's like obviously it's a personal decision and I and I feel like I equally could have taken probably should have in some moments taken a step back and accepted it for what it was and gone on with it but I feel like as I mentioned before low mood played into it a lot and I was trying to help myself by doing those things and and like you don't want it you feel maybe this is an age thing and because our friends aren't having babies and I don't know if burden's the right word but you do mm. feel like a little bit of it like and you don't want to inconvenience everyone else by you being pregnant like you know you don't want to let it stop you I think you're also a, like extremely considerate person like it's just in general so like adding mm. that that pregnancy in there I can see how how yeah. you wouldn't want to do that if we just go back to when you were explaining with your morning sickness, <laughs> you were saying that people were saying, oh, 12 weeks it'll end in 18 weeks. Yeah. Did you find that people having an opinion on your morning sickness, especially, I guess, females, given it's like this thing that 50% of the population <laughs> yeah. maybe can do, Yeah. did you find those comments helpful? I wouldn't say I found them all awful. Like people are coming from a good place when they're giving advice right like they and they're trying to help you Mm. but in the same token like you know first trimester great give me all the advice you can give I'm not necessarily asking for it but you know I'm open to it but then when you're further along it can be really annoying because it's kind of like mate I'm not sitting here (laughs) ignoring that this is happening I've tried Mm. the ginger and I've tried the eating the dry crackers as soon as I wake up. I've tried. Like, I, kn- mm-hmm. I know the things and I'm doing my best kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, I guess it is kind of annoying. <laughs> so, so I guess, like, the, the kind of takeaway from that would be, like, give advice when asked. Yes. Yeah. 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 People do love to... Mm. Throw, and I don't know if that... Again, I, I don't think it comes from a bad place. Like, mm. people are trying to be helpful and lots of the time they are, but I also do feel like, like you say 
you ask when you're wanting mm. advice <laughs> it's really strange isn't it because like being pregnant is obviously it's not a medical condition but it's like medical mm. and for some reason there are like so many opinions about pregnancy about how to do things what you should eat what you should do what you shouldn't do and I have another friend who actually ended up I think working from home because all of the ladies at her work had so many opinions about what mm. she should should and shouldn't be doing for example she'd go to the lunchroom they're like oh should you be eating that yes. because actually you know when I was pregnant I got told this and they're all just opinions but it's strange if you broke your leg Everyone in your office wouldn't be like, oh, don't put your leg on that angle. It's strange that people yeah, feel like this they, is something they feel like they can. They have an opinion about. So it's maybe, I guess, as a friend or as a colleague or someone around a pregnant person, it's actually just kind of checking yourself and being like, is this, gonna, is this going to benefit the pregnant person? And it's not about you, it's about it's them. It's not about you. Yeah. Did they ask? And it's their pregnancy. I feel like I'm, I wouldn't really say I'm a confrontational person but I actually put something up on my social media I think about it now and it makes me laugh because I'm so out of character but it was something like it was about the food thing I was just so sick of people commenting on what I was eating like Mm -hmm. and like it was more the other way as well like there's people telling you oh you know be careful blah 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 but it was also the other way in my day yeah we smoke and we drink and we were fine our babies are fine like thinking you're over the top and I'm kind of like that's fine, but we've also got the education now yeah. that we know it's not great. Just and like it's... in general, I hate that comment. Oh, well, well, in, in my, my day, day, we did that, and look, we're all fine. And I'm like looking at them. Yeah. Are, Are you though? <laughs> Are you though? No. Yeah, and I just think for anyone else, you, I don't give a shit what you're eating for lunch. Like, don't comment on my me not wanting yeah. to eat hummus because it's <laughs> like you know, just yeah. why does it matter to you? Yes. Yeah. I guess it's it's just a case of recognizing that every pregnancy is different as yeah. well and what might suit one person isn't going to suit another and I think you know touching the belly is like a big one so yes. some people are fine with that and some people aren't but it's not your right as a friend or a human to see a pregnant person and be like, I'm going to touch their belly. Yeah. You wouldn't do that to anyone else normally. So just remember that, you know, a pregnant yeah. person is still a fucking person. Yeah. yeah. Like they don't Boundaries. become this different status of, mm. you know, you're entitled to being in their space and knowing everything about them just because yeah. they're carrying another human being around, you know? So yeah. just being respectful. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I think we can all recognize that your pregnancy was a bit of a bumpy ride. Ah, uh, like the pandemic. <laughs> so how could we as friends be more supportive to a friend who is having a rough pregnancy? I think just by acknowledging, you can see it, and if I, even if they're not openly moaning or whatever, you can see what's going on and just acknowledge it and don't try fix it for them. Like mm. there's, as I said before, like most of the time people are doing their own research and trying to figure out things to, you know, minimize their sickness or whatever. Again, it comes from good intentions, but maybe don't offer the ginger and the mm. this and then that. And lots of the time when you're feeling sick, you don't want to be, <laughs> like, often, it was my mum, bless her, but, like, what do you feel like? And naming 10 different foods that <laughs> it's just mm. making you want to throw mm. up. But I think, yeah, just the main thing, just acknowledge it and just, yeah, you're having a shit time, sorry, kind mm. of thing that can go a long way. Because do you feel like when people are constantly forcing their opinions on you, like, oh, you know, they can see you're sick and they're like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Do you find then you try and hide those symptoms because you don't want to hear the six Karen telling you (laughs) to try a ginger tea? Yeah, and it's just to, 
it's easier to say when they're saying how are you it's easier to say good thanks Mm. than to hear like to get into the whole story and Mm. kind of perpetuates that cycle of just hiding how you're actually Mm. feeling with it which is for isolating I imagine yeah for sure and and I found when I was pregnant you feel like well when you're feeling like that if you're honest without your feeling you feel like you're moaning and being ungrateful and it's not the case at all like there was no doubt in my mind that I loved my baby and I was grateful for the process and whatever but I also hated being pregnant if I'm honest like I wasn't good at it I (laughs) didn't have a nice time I didn't have my glow I feel like I didn't really experience any of these amazing things that you see on Instagram or that's a misconception in itself though yeah and amazing I mean I'm sure people do have great pregnancies. You hear all the time people didn't even know they're pregnant and good for them. (laughs) I genuinely feel happy for them that if that is the case. But for me, that just wasn't my reality. And I felt guilty, I guess, for not having that experience. So I guess like as a friend or a person around someone that is getting sick or is having a bit of a hard time during their pregnancy, don't try and fix them. Yeah, try and <laughs> try and just be empathetic to them and not like, oh fuck, that is so shit. And I don't know, pick up a coffee for them on the way to work or something like that. But don't try and offer all the advice. And again, I go back to thinking about if it was any other medical condition, would you be doing the same thing? Yeah, and also, I think a big one is don't expect too much from them. Mm-hmm. Like I maybe I did in hindsight put a lot of pressure on myself to like turn up to things and be your best self when you're just not feeling well and you wouldn't expect Mm. that from your friend when they have a gastro bug to turn up to it you know like you would expect to give them their time and you know maybe ask if there's anything you do but you can't there's actually nothing you can do to fix it unfortunately so it's just being understanding of them I guess Mm -hmm. I have to say when you came away with us like now that I think back to that time you're a fucking trooper man like no and to be honest I felt guilty that whole weekend Mm. that I couldn't be like, I would honestly, it sounds terrible, but as soon as you guys would start drinking, I'd be like, yes, <laughs> they're not going to notice how I'm going to go to bed. Like, Do you know what, terrible. though? I loved the, like, the excuse of the morning after. I was so hungover, and I just got to like snuggle in <laughs> bed with you. I and feel like watch. everyone hopped in my bed that day. I'm I like, think we had like a whole pack of squiggles yep. just for two hours. Yep. And then we looked at our birth charts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. On numerology. Yeah. yeah, we did. Good times. <laughs> so speaking of birth, natural segue. Oh, love it. What was the run up to birth like for you? Because I guess it's this weird time that everyone knows you're about to give birth, and that's such an exciting but scary yeah. time. Like, how was that for you? Well, again, in me like fashion, it wasn't um, your normal. Mm. <laughs> My waters actually broke at thirty four weeks, so that's too early, obviously. And it was a high water leak, so they didn't fully break if that makes sense (laughs) so yeah again I had to go into hospital and that turned into more complications and nothing eventuated from it so it created more problems my blood pressure went high and I was in and out of hospital every couple of days so in the end with my whole kind of history they made the decision well I got to make the decision to be induced at 38 weeks and yeah I guess my whole pregnancy I went into it like my mum, my mum is a midwife, so I've heard lots of stories along the way. So I feel like I was very aware of the different things that can happen, and I did my own research. I watched um, <laughs> One Born Every Minute, and I just <laughs> actually, yeah. So I feel like I had enough 
knowledge <laughs> behind me that I didn't want to go out there and learn how to hypnobirth or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like my kind of philosophy is ignorance is bliss. I'll just deal with it at the time. Mm-hmm. We, I was induced at 38 weeks and I went in and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had two days of, I had like the medicine drink that you do and I had two days of contractions I guess and then it died off day two at 6am in the morning so the doctors kind of came in and we made the decision to send me home for a rest day because they were happy with where I was at and then to start again on the Monday and so I came home and I cried the whole day and then went back in and it worked the second time so yeah I guess I hadn't gone in there with a um you know detailed plan of I want a water birth and I wanted this this and this which was actually in hindsight perfect because I would have been really let down (laughs) yeah Yeah. because I guess from like I knew that you were actively in the process of Mm. giving birth or like on the run up (laughs) to giving birth I knew you'd been induced like I knew all these things but I I guess I thought the best thing to do was just to respect that you're going through something and that you probably didn't need my input right now (laughs) so I didn't say anything is that what you would want from someone during that process yeah I think lots of I think it's a personal thing and often people don't get the luxury of knowing when they're Mm -hmm. you know if it did if I had a great pregnancy and it all happened naturally I probably wouldn't have time to text my friends and be like hey guys water's just broke like you know it's all go kind of thing whereas mine because I guess I had so many issues you know I I had the plan that hey guys I'm being induced at this day or whatever Mm -hmm. but Obviously, when I was in really active labour, I wasn't on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, but prior to that, like with the whole process going in there, it was actually nice receiving little texts, you know, people thinking of you and sending, you know, good vibes. Yeah. So I guess everyone's different. I, I liked the support, but mm. I guess when you're sending it, don't ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> How far along are you? Blah, blah. You don't have the t- Like, it's not on your radar to be texting your friends back, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, so just kind of respecting those boundaries, like a message of support. Yeah, not, have you had yeah. the baby? How yeah. far along are you? Like, don't put pressure on. And I think as well, maybe that's, as I mentioned, I came home and cried that break day. I think it's because you go in there when you're just obviously expecting to, literally when Jesse and I were driving and we're like, oh my God, when we come home, we're yeah. going to have a baby in the back seat. You know, so it's the disappointment of that. Mm. But also because people knew... I felt a pressure to, like, I felt like I was letting people down because, like, obviously I was receiving some texts, family and stuff, like, and again, like, they didn't upset me by doing this, but it did put a pressure on me being like, how are you going? How are you? And the fact I wasn't tracking, (laughs) you know, you feel like you're doing it wrong. Like, you're like, sorry, guys. (laughs) So I guess as a person of support, like, what you're saying is those, like, like, send messages of support if you know people are going through that but with no expectation that you're going to receive hourly updates or, or even, even a, a response. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. is it helpful even just to get a message of support that says at the bottom, hey, no need to reply to this, just want to know, just yeah. want you to know, X, yeah. Y, Z. Yeah, that's yeah the best thing you can do, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's kind of a, 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 a thread that we've pulled out, out of all of this, right, that it's actually nothing to do with you it's not your storyline let yep. the people that are bringing this little bundle of joy in the world into the world to create that narrative themselves I guess yeah and I, I don't even think it's a reflection of your own personality really because I you don't know how you're going to be mm. until you're in that mm. situation like you don't know if you're going to come home and what I know people that don't 
tell anyone like family included that they've had their baby so they get a week to themselves like Mm. you just don't know like whereas I wanted people around me but there's these like misconceptions of what you kind of should be right like Mm -hmm. there's like this like glorification like glamification of a the pregnancy yeah and then this newborn stage where you're kind of having this like lion king like (laughs) moment where you're like oh here's my baby but you don't have to do that and I think people around you should totally respect that and just give you the space physically mentally emotionally to just be like go go through that process how how you want to do it and you've got their whole life to meet and love that baby like you know like it doesn't need to be the first 30 minutes yeah Yeah. (laughs) totally okay so you go through this process of giving birth sounds fun (laughs) (laughs) and then you know you come out with this newborn baby a little bundle of joy (laughs) what is that transition like because I guess that's what the stage you're in at the moment you've got this beautiful four-month-old baby girl but you're also having to transition into this entirely new life like that must be quite a journey at the moment yeah for sure it's it is really interesting and I feel like yeah like you say about birth like people are super understanding about like oh my god awful birth blah 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 I would do that 10 times over rather than being pregnant. So I feel like that really highlights how different every single person's journey is. Like, I know people who have had awful, quote, fourth trimesters, like, Mm. when they struggle with feeding and the newborn life and all the rest of it. And to be honest, we, she is the best baby ever. She's an angel. She is amazing. We're so lucky. Like, I had actually convinced myself she was the devil child when she was inside me. <laughs> Parasite. She pleasantly surprised me. Yeah, like she sleeps well. You know, we it took us a little bit to um, just establish feeding, but now that's amazing. But yeah, it is an adjustment. I feel like you go from being this version of yourself, like for me, you go from a busy kind of independent life to now, like it's a, definitely a change of pace. Yeah, you're just wanting to... You're wanting to be the best mum you can be for this beautiful child, but you also are losing kind of a part of you that you're trying to, like, I feel like I'm kind of trying to find the balance of trying to hold on to that, but also Mm. do the mum thing. Yeah, I had a friend who I think said the best thing to me. She was like, I love my baby so much. But I'm actually grieving. I'm grieving the loss of the person that I was because I'm mm-hmm. never going to be that same person again. Yeah. And it's a strange feeling because it's so positive, but you're also feeling this weird loss yeah. at the same time, right? Yeah, for sure. It's mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I think it's just a balance. You've just you're learning a lot about yourself. You're just learning in general. Like mm-hmm. you're you're literally in charge of this other person. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like kind of get that you're transitioning into this new stage of your life where you know you're a mum but you're still you so how can we as friends be more supportive of the idea that you know we love you and we love your baby but we still want you to have your own life how can we help you with that stage of it yeah I think that's a big one I feel like just being there and it it kind of goes back to what we spoke about at the beginning about not projecting your where you're at in your life onto this other person because again we're not expecting you to want to be a mum and when to be honest we're not expecting you to love the baby like <laughs> we do I mean it's nice when you know your <laughs> friends are that into your baby as well but it's just like 
not making them feel like a burden still text them like you normally would still if you come out come over to see them hang out with them as well not just go for the baby and Mm. you know when the baby's asleep go home like (laughs) invite them to do normal things understand that they probably can't all the time but just being inclusive of them and treating them normally I think is such a big one because otherwise it makes you feel like yes you have lost yourself because totally because no one's inviting you anywhere yeah and people only want to see the baby yeah the baby's not awake they don't come over Yeah. yeah yeah and I think yeah people like I will tell you when I can't come to things because I am a mum and Mm. I obviously can't come to everything anymore but I'll want to like (laughs) you know I'll make the effort when I can I think like anything in life um it's you'd rather be invited and not be able to go than like not invited and then see it on social media right especially like give people the chance as well like I feel like again it's not the case with everyone but Belle is such a good baby that I actually haven't had to miss out on too much you know like I probably can't do an all-nighter in town anymore but (laughs) I could come drink with you for most of the day or you know like there's ways around that's what we do all the time all the time (laughs) I could drink all day if I wanted to you know like I will make the effort yeah for things like it's just nice to feel like people want that side of you as well still I think it must be an interesting stage as well because like we've said before you're not the first person to have a baby but you are (laughs) one of the first within our friends groups to have babies so I think people are almost over cautious perhaps about what we should and shouldn't (laughs) be doing is that something that you could like speak to as well yes and I feel like I've only got positive things to say on this topic because and I'm actually not being awful like it's not that, that I doubted any of my friends but I'm just so pleasantly surprised with how everyone's taken to it like everyone's just so not and you know offering you coffee or dropping a meal or whatever and it's actually that's amazing. I'm not saying don't do that because do, that's great. <laughs> I will definitely be doing that to my friends when it's their turn. But it's also just your time. Just mm. like turning up and talking to them and again, including them. And yeah, yeah I feel like I'm so lucky that I've had those experiences because I do know people who haven't. And on reflection, I genuinely think it's because, because their friends haven't known how to support them I feel like they've completely shied away and almost abandoned them mm. you know because so, it's probably not out of disinterest it's is that right? disinterest. <laughs> um yeah it's probably just because they didn't it's out of their comfort zone and they didn't know how to be a good friend so instead they just kind of backed off completely which is so unhelpful because <laughs> I, I have noticed as well on community Facebook pages you often see new mums posting yeah. like I've got a six week old baby and I don't know anyone is there anyone that wants to just yeah. go for a walk you know yeah. like just make sure that you can drop in you know yeah, it's not for sure I, I have surprised myself in that aspect because I'm like I do like my own space and like I could happily spend a day <laughs> by myself kind of thing but when it's it's different when you go from working full-time it's the conversation like Mm. it's I love my baby so much and I'm especially now like she's getting older and doing more things it's like so rewarding but it's also you don't get to it's a conversation I've had with Jesse when he's come home from work like I used to be okay with us not talking about our days like we were both kind of the type of people who wouldn't want to moan about our shit day at work kind of thing we'd just talk about other things whereas I've actually said to him I'm like can you please tell me what you 
talk to me about your day. Like, I need an adult conversation. Yeah. Like, my family mm. can't talk to me. It's lonely. <laughs> so, like, I guess what you're kind of saying, like, as a friend of someone that's just bought a baby, and this goes for the, the father. Did you say bought a baby? Bought a baby. Purchased. Purchased <laughs> their child. Keep the receipt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, I guess what you're saying is a friend of someone who's just had a baby, you want to, to like, to be a great friend, you want to respect that your friend is still the same person they yeah. might have different boundaries but they still want to have the same conversations to feel themselves because yeah. part of them they've lost but you need to kind of keep that up with yeah. in the boundaries that they're comfortable with right and I feel, yeah like I feel like you don't just want it like it's so rewarding and you love it but you don't just want to be a mum yeah you want to be you like yeah I'm a mum but you also would, you know, everyone's got their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just talk to them about that specific thing. Cool. So um, if I actually think about some of, like, my friends' or family's experiences um, with, like, those early stages of baby's life, they've definitely kind of touched on the fact that often people will come over and it seems like it's for their, like, baby fix, like, their cuteness <laughs> fix, right? Like, they want to snuggle, but, like, um, I've heard my cousin say, like, great, they want to hug my baby. What about fucking hugging me? Like, I'm bleeding from every inch of my body and my bum hole is currently <laughs> about to fall out. Yeah. For sure. And again, I think we're all kind of guilty of that. You're all so excited to meet this new baby. And I don't think take away that excitement. Like, that's equally important. But yeah, acknowledge the mum. And I feel like I am also guilty of not... I think I've always been aware of it. And I've always asked how the mum was and how the birth was. And, you know, touched on however much they wanted to share about that. But I didn't realise the extent of what they had actually gone through. And you probably don't understand that completely until you do it yourself Mm. but it is like a fucking marathon like (laughs) you are sore you're tired you're and you don't get to rest like women are fucking amazing you go through all of that and within minutes you're well probably yeah minutes sometimes you're often getting up and you just get on with it like you have to learn to feed you're up with your baby like it just starts like there's no rest you don't get to sleep for two days to recover from that and like like, if ever that's the time to actually be there for your friend not even as a mum but just as a friend yeah rather than like oh I'll come over and hug the baby so you can go do your laundry I think if your friend was sick you wouldn't come over and be like, oh, do you want me to hold your cast while you put a load of laundry on? Like, that's not a thing, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're willing to watch your friend who's just gone through something traumatic, like giving birth, if you're willing mm-hmm. to watch them put a load of laundry on, just you put the laundry on, you know? <laughs> like, I don't, I've never understood that. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, and it's like, hopefully I'll be able to do this for Belle one day, but, like, I just, my mum, I've just never appreciated her so so much like she my grandfather had just passed away the day after Belle was born and so she was going through her own stuff but honestly she I came home I went up to Walkworth for a couple of days and I came home and she had gone and done my grocery shop she had arranged fresh flowers in a vase like she had just made the house immaculate she I asked her to stay for a couple of days because I had trouble feeding she got up every single feed with me taught me how to breastfeed she every single morning would put on a load of washing like nothing was asked like Mm. I was it was almost the opposite I was like mum can you sit down like it was just but that is so what you need like it's you're tired you're and you're learning and it's just like 
And I guess it's this thing where you're trying to learn how to be a mum. You don't want to have to do all those, or you and Jessie are learning how to be parents. You don't yeah. want to have to be trying to like maintain your house in other ways. So I guess as a friend or a support person, if the if the new parents are comfortable with that, kind of offering to do that rather than going for your baby fix. Yeah. And hype Sorry. your friend, not the baby. And yeah. also just recognising that it's really taxing to host people in your home and <laughs> yeah. it's really hard to be an entertainer when you're tired bleeding and yeah. tired <laughs> and just not putting that pressure on your friend to be an entertainment source mm. right after they've had a baby yeah or be there and just be mindful of a short visit yeah. like you know pop in or drop, drop something or literally come and say can I get you anything or you know be there but be mindful of your mm. visit so I, f- I feel like that's a big thing I, I would love company but I would just as much as I'd love it when someone texted me to come around in my heart I would be like I hope this is a half an hour max mm. stint kind of thing because it's like you want your fix but you also yeah. want a nap. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, like thinking about my sister's about to have her second baby and it's been on my mind quite a bit as well. Like I feel like often when people have their second, people are like, can I hold the baby while you, again, while you go do X, Y and Z? Like when you've already got a toddler, I'm sure that mum misses time with their toddler as well Mm. like why you know let them be the fun parent for a little bit or get a cuddle with their other baby while you do all the things as well Mm. like I just yeah I feel like it's people do say the washing can wait and absolutely but also as a friend you can do that washing for them Mm. (laughs) and not let them look at it all day I also just wanted to very quickly acknowledge that we've been speaking a lot on the mum's perspective today yes. and I think we even though you know Jessie's not here I think we can all appreciate that becoming a dad for yeah. the first time or the second time or however many children you decide to have that's also a massive thing as well and we're not ignoring that it's just no. that we're not sitting with Jessie today so yeah. let's like appreciate and acknowledge that becoming a dad is hard too but totally and I actually think um if you can, going to um, Walkworth, they were amazing at being very, um, like, they dedicated certain jobs to him, like, oh, bathing the baby, this is a good thing for the dad to learn. Like, they, mm-hmm. swaddling the baby, like, really made him feel included, which I think if you don't have that, it is so scary for them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he's doing like, an amazing job. Where is, I can imagine that it must be that feeling of, like, where is my place in this new world? Like, yeah totally acknowledge what females go through but that must be a little bit different but I, I would because you don't get the nine months of bonding no you don't like it is would you call it bonding no <laughs> yeah I, I loved my nine months of bonding um yeah I think it is for an and it like I think we're quite aware it doesn't come naturally to all men like Jesse I think is a rare case he's that yeah, he's a born dad yeah, yeah he's wanted this like forever so he has been a natural I guess like mm-hmm. he's been adjusted very well to it but even his friends like I've been like they are a little bit older than us but I feel like they've been super understanding and they've been really sweet when they've come around and known the boundaries of mm. how long they've stayed and it's been it's been really nice I feel like I'm super lucky in saying that once she's been here my experience has been amazing yeah yeah and I think those same kind of messages would apply for dads as well right um in the totally. situation like they're also going to be grieving a different type of life be them for 
be there for them as a friend, still invite them to things, respect those boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Just did want to put a quick shout out to all the new dads out there yeah. as well because we do recognise that that's tough too. You're doing a great job. <laughs> okay, so if we were going to sort of summarise some key takeaway messages, if you're sitting there listening to this podcast and you're thinking, cool, my friend's about to have a baby, how can I be a supportive friend to them? Some sort of key messages that they could take away could be things like don't make someone else's journey into parenthood about you yeah for sure another takeaway could be recognizing that everyone's experience is really different you know just because danny had a rough road through pregnancy and then an easy newborn it's not yeah that way for everyone for sure and maybe the last one is just to be respectful and remember that your friend at the end of this situation is still your friend they're not just a mum and even though just a mum kind of sounds like it's minimising it your friend is a mum but they're also a colleague and they're also there's more to them exactly exactly I completely agree can I add one more I feel like and something else that I took away from this is is the idea to not kind of minimise the situations that your your friend is going through again I'll go back to that whole idea where for some reason everyone has an opinion about this medical experience that you know females can go through um but by kind of having an opinion on what they should do or how my mum did it or how I did it (laughs) and we're okay you're really minimizing how they are feeling at the time so to be a great friend it's really good just to be like empathetic of what they're going through but try not and find a fix for them or offer your opinion yeah for sure I think that's really good I just, yeah, I feel like you guys have nailed it, and I just want to disclaim, I don't want to scare anyone from getting <laughs> pregnant, I wish amazing pregnancies on you all, and have all the babies so Bella's friends, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and just to like acknowledge your time and yeah. experience, Dee, it's been a real pleasure speaking to you about this, but also like really good learning for me, as someone who hasn't had a baby, yeah. yeah. Hey, Erin. No. Do you know how to to finish a podcast yet? Yeah. No. Goodbye. (laughs) Nami.